1: It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and JD Harris, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now, your hosts of the man cave, JD Harris and Ray Austin.
2: What's up, people? I know it's been a couple weeks before since we've been on the scene uh, into the cave. I mean, we've been working now. So, you know, Ray's been on TV, been on Chicago Fire. Uh, We both connected at the draft, things like that, went back to the city of Wynn. And uh, so Ray is still a little bit busy. So we had to bring in reinforcement, uh, which is not really reinforcement. He could be on the front lines with us. But uh, we got in Tyrus Gachet. What's up, T?
3: Hey, I'm still from the place where we rap over Mac rounds in the background. I'm still hardcore. We're going to talk about some sports today and have some fun. I got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, Jay, so you better be ready.
2: Oh, now, T, now <laughs> you know this. You know your boy is always ready because yeah. I know people like you, and, and, uh-huh. and, and I know you like to talk crap. So my my A game bests to be there. It yes, best to be there. And yes, if y'all sir. don't know how to spell that, it's how it sounds look it up in a dictionary tell me how it is um so first before we get into it man what's going on uh in the eastern side of the country
3: man nothing man we finally get we finally getting some decent weather man it's it's a little chilly today but i think we're like at 45 maybe 50 i don't know yeah. with sun and sunshine. that's getting better that's yeah, getting man. better <laughs> yeah yeah time. we had a good, we had a good week last week though it was pretty warm Today, is yep. a little, actually, it's probably more like 60. It's probably 60 today. You yeah,
2: said 45. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. is... I've been inside
3: all day, man. I've been inside all day, so it's a little chillier inside. But then when I came home, it was pretty warm. So it's probably like 60. It's probably like 60.
2: Hey, bro, you ain't got a lot of kicking. <laughs> yeah. You ain't got a lot of <laughs> kicking.
3: Looks like, looks like you're breaking up, Jay. Um, losing you a little bit. But uh, I'll go ahead and talk until we get you back on. Um, one of the things I wanted to cover was what's going on in the NBA playoffs right now. So we finally have an exciting playoff. Um, everything is going crazy. Looks like we got some some really good matches. So we got the Bulls versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. We got the Grizzlies versus Golden State. And let's see, I mean, between those two teams, I mean, there's enough excitement to set the NBA on fire and get the fans all excited, um, I want to start off first by talking about Cleveland and Chicago. That is a really good series. In the last four days, we've had two buzzer beaters. So one from Derrick Rose, where he gave everybody the Charlie Murphy face. Uh, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. So you know you got to see the memes all over the internet, and you got to see blouses with Derrick Rose standing there giving the that face. That was awesome. Um, oh, yeah. And then, and then in the next game, LeBron tells his coach to shut up. I'm calling the play. Gets the ball, goes in the corner, and hits a fadeaway three on one leg to put the Bulls out of their misery. Uh, so it, it's been awesome. And then we, we talk about Golden State over on the other side of the country. So the Memphis Grizzlies have, have been beaten to dust – physically off of Golden State, but Golden State was able to bounce back last night and get the win.
2: Uh it's pretty exciting. Have you been watching the games, Jay? Yeah, I've been watching them, you know I the Bulls, the first game, I'm not gonna lie. I was happy for Derrick Rose to uh I agree finish. with you.
3: Yeah. Okay. It was good to see him playing well. I
2: agree. Absolutely. And, and, and the look that Dude, I think I laughed about that for about three <laughs> days in a row. I still laugh about it, man. That was awesome. And I mean, so, was that yeah. not Eaglewood
3: or what? Yeah, dude. He just gave the look, man. That was, that was good, man. I, I enjoyed that. And, and it, it's so good to see the resurgence of that kid because, you know, here he is. He's a prominent MVP, great player, uh, great player in the NBA, uh, great attitude for the most part. And, you know, he kept having these injuries. And so in the East, he's a superstar. You know, he's right there, I would say, right underneath LeBron James in the East. Or he's probably in the top five of all players in the NBA, you know, still, as far as recognition and athleticism and all of that. So to always see him hurt, it just kind of hurts. It hurts the NBA, it hurts the Bulls. And so all of a sudden, in the playoffs, you're seeing this resurgent Derek Rose, where he's scoring 28, 26, 30, 32, wow, this guy's actually back consistently, too.
2: Yeah, and and, and I like the fact that he's not hesitant to attack the cup. He's going to the cup uh, with authority, and I feel like his game has improved, actually. I would agree uh, with you, yeah. It looks like a better. And and it it takes me back to when Mike uh, got injured and broke his foot, I think it was. Uh And when he came back after that, you know, early in his career, it was over. I mean, yeah. the only thing is Rose has had a little bit more time. Uh, right.
3: To right, It's been out a little longer. You're right.
2: Yeah. But so. you know
3: what? I'm from Chicago, right? And I've, I've been Bulls fan, a diehard Bulls fan most of my entire life until until the fiasco with LeBron when he went to the Heat and all of that. And I hated the way the Bulls fans reacted because when they thought they were getting LeBron, they were happy. When they didn't get LeBron is, oh, I hate that guy. How dare him leave Cleveland? I thought that was Bush League. So I became a LeBron fan, right? And one mm-hmm. of the things, when you're no longer like a locked-in fanatic, you see things differently. And now, every game, I hear people whining about, oh, the refs love LeBron. And I said, no, that's really not what's happening. I mean, he's he's going to the hole. He's getting his foul calls. He's not getting every call he should get. And then on the, on the flip side, I feel like Derrick Rose is going to the hole. He's not getting every call he should get. I feel like it's just bad, bad refereeing, refing at some point, Right. But the Bulls fans swear there's a conspiracy to kill him. And I go, it doesn't make any sense. It's a better story if D Rose beats LeBron than it is for LeBron to win. And
2: now, I'm ahead. not a conspiracy theory with this, but I do see some of the things. It's like because he's the man. He's going to get the calls just like Derek Rose. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and Ron Derrick Parker. Rose
3: gets the same thing. Derek Rose gets calls that other people wouldn't get. You know, that's what happens when you're a superstar.
2: Exactly. But I, I will say this. Even though that Derrick Rose would be a good, uh, good storyline, and the Chicago market is a better market for the NBA in terms of events the finals there, things of that nature, I do think that uh, Cleveland for I think LeBron is a better story for the league because it is a smaller market, and they're you know they're really trying to you know, uh, watch him call it. They're really trying to build the King James brand because they need it. You think the
3: NBA is trying to build King King James brand, or do you no, think? I mean, I they mean, need that brand
2: for selling.
3: I mean, I, I, you know what? I would say this. I think it's a better story if De- if Derek Rose and the Chicago Bulls overcome LeBron because more people like Derek Rose than LeBron. Like I know LeBron sells but that they
0: hate, love
3: to hate. LeBron. They sell that hate, but if Derek Rose beat LeBron. Now you have something that nobody else has on the East Coast. You have an actual rivalry with superstars.
2: But so how it's, much? It's, go, ahead. Uh-huh. go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, how much more would it be if LeBron leaves Miami mm-hmm. and now he wins a championship at Cleveland? Do you, that's a fairy tale ending for the NBA. I think it's a fairy tale e- ending for Cleveland,
3: not the NBA. I think this the Cleveland fans would think so. But the rest of the NBA is like, oh, we hate this guy for the most part. And I think they the rejoicing that would happen if Derek Rose, the guy with two, three knee surgeries, can figure out a way to beat how to beat LeBron. They 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 kill the guy they hate, as far as fans are concerned. And Derrick Rose is back.
2: But, but I, I guess Derek Rose doesn't have the marketability that of a LeBron James. I agree. To, and, and so for the NBA. That personality, where everything you turn around, you see LeBron, and I think that it, just like an NBA Finals without Michael Jordan in his prime is not a real NBA Finals.
3: So if that was the case, if, if it was a if it was a conspiracy and they want to lift LeBron up, then why let the Mavericks, the worst team to ever win a championship, beat LeBron when he had when no. he when he when he went to Miami? Why let if, if it's a conspiracy?
2: Why let the Mavericks win? Oh, I'm not necessarily saying it's a conspiracy but oh, okay. I can see the, basically my point is saying I can see the benefit if you had to choose to really, if it were for Cleveland to get it. I mean, let's face it I don't know if you've ever been to Cleveland, I live there. I have, that places place is terrible dude, Joe Kim I'm no, tell you. is
3: absolutely right the place hey, is
2: terrible. Like I like I'm going to tell you this, the best thing about Cleveland is looking at it in a rearview mirror I <laughs> mean, I was at the Browns, I'm talking about the mistake by the lake, misery. So they, I mean, it's almost, if Cle- if LeBron doesn't do it or didn't come back, Cleveland would be another Detroit. I, I always call
3: Cleveland Detroit and say, you might as well burn your city down too. It would be doing everybody else a favor. I am <laughs> not a Cleveland fan. But speaking of the
2: NBA, what do you think about the Pelicans firing Monty Williams? I think this, I don't know if you know the history of Tom Benson, who's also the owner of the Saints, uh, New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. He's a very eclectic individual. And so some, making a move like that isn't as so surprising as well, from my perspective, would we'll see. Because when he was run, running for governor and there were people that did not have Benson for governor uh, bumper stickers on their car, they were not allowed to come and park at work. Really? Yeah, so... I
3: like
2: this guy. And if if you're not aware of it, he's actually uh, going through a lawsuit with his daughter because, you know, uh, his daughter and grandchildren over the franchise because he has a new wife. And so right now, if he died, everything would go to them. So they're concerned about uh, him not being in his right state of mind. Oh,
3: wow. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. it
2: doesn't surprise me, basically.
3: Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, this guy, I think he did a good job. He, he actually got the Pelicans to a playoff. They were competitive all season for the last three years. So he lost more than what he won, but he had a really bad team. Mm-hmm. He had a really bad team. And so I can understand, you know, look, hey, what about the time to build? So every year he's progressing. This year he made it to the playoffs. They did well. You know, they did pretty good. In the playoffs, they didn't win. You know, obviously, right? It was a, it wasn't a very competitive series. But you can see the progression. Then you fire this guy, it um, it just seems, uh, it just seems a little weird. Uh, and speaking of coaches, go ahead, go ahead, JD, what are you gonna say? Like, yeah,
2: like I said, it's not, it's not surprising, uh, Tom Benson. But we're gonna finish off on your thought once we get back uh, from this break. So. Uh, tune back in. Catch us in the cave of men.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. you! The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's at the shot. Got it. With two point eight seconds He's left to left. I don't care
1: where they put him. This one is out of
4: here. From high school to the pros, we <laughs> we cover everything. We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
1: You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to JD Harris at high intensity Now, let's get back to the show. Thank
2: you, Lolita. Uh, we're you know back. What?
3: Every time Lolita says you're inside the man cave, I have to hit her with a pause. But go ahead and continue, JD.
2: <laughs> Explain. <laughs> Your pause. Uh, that's self-explanatory. Hey, she's outside. She's just a greeter. She's just what? a greeter. Whatever, dude. She's still getting calls. Ain't, Jay ain't, ain't never been <laughs> inside. Jay never been inside. So, what were uh, you were going to point tires? Yeah, yeah, doing? yeah.
3: So we were we were talking about we were talking about Monty Williams, and then I also wanted to talk about LeBron's coach. Um, this guy, I don't even know his name. That's how irrelevant that's he flat. is. But no flat. Yeah, yeah, Platt. So this guy, this guy's making mad mistakes in the playoffs, and uh, he's you know losing his coach etiquette and calling timeouts when he's out of timeouts as a head coach um, in the Leave playoffs. Leave Chris Webber alone. <laughs> I, so, so I, I, I'd like to say I think this guy's going to get fired whether they win or not. I don't think he'll be the coach of the Cavaliers next
2: year. Oh no, and, and they've known that like. Going in very early on in the season, I guess uh-uh. the chemistry wasn't there. But you know, I th- what may happen if Tibbs minus the championship, he could go there.
3: There's no way they would take Tibbs there. I I, I put money on it. Now I've been wrong before when we talked about sports, but there is <laughs> no way, there is no way they would take Tibbs there. I'm, well, I'm going to tell you something. Tell he's, me why. he's very difficult for management to deal with. He feels that his way is right. So, and now imagine this too, imagine this. LeBron James arguing with Tibbs over play because Tibbs is not going to back down toward LeBron. He's not going to let LeBron be the player that LeBron has been for the last three or four years where he goes into the huddle and says, scratch that play, here's what we're going to run. Or Tibbs calls a play from the sideline, LeBron comes down the court and changes it. Tibbs isn't going to be like, oh, that's cool, no big deal. That dude's going to lose it. He can't deal with John Paxson and the Bulls telling him what to do right now. You think he's going to do well with
2: LeBron telling him what to do? But here's the thing. What I think LeBron will respect his acumen of basketball. Now, if you show that you can prove it, just going back to Michael uh, Michael Jordan, from Doug Collins to Phil Jackson. When Phil Jackson uh, tried to get Jordan in for a meeting, Jordan blew him off. But Phil was able to prove his knowledge and get a superstar to humble himself. LeBron knows he needs someone that can keep everybody in line.
3: Did you just compare this clown to Phil Jackson?
2: I'm not saying he's Phil Jackson. <laughs> Let's say this. Phil Jackson okay. had Tex Winners. And right. Tex Winners was the mastermind. And, and so Tibbs gets respect for the championships he's won with Boston and Doc Rivers for being kind of the defensive architect. Defensive.
3: Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that working well. I just don't see Tibbs being a good match with LeBron. Um, and you got to think about this. There's some really hot names out there who LeBron, who I think would make LeBron excited. So we got Calipari, who if LeBron says, "Hey, we want you," he'd leave because he could always go back to Kentucky. You got Kevin Ollie. If LeBron calls, he's leaving too. He can always go back to college, right? Calipari's
2: I mean, going to Chicago, man.
3: You think so? He has I, his boy, Derrick Rose. Oh, his point guard, oh, a, his quarterback. That's his a quarterback. terrible, that's a terrible
2: man. Oh, they, think, wouldn't, they wouldn't love him here, man. They wouldn't love him in Chicago no, like they should He would come after it because he has his quarterback. And they have to do something to pacify their marquee player that now has shown that maybe he can last a whole season. And with him, he's pretty good. Well, he hasn't shown he can yeah. last those
3: seasons. But if 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 you were Calipari and someone said LeBron James or Derrick Rose, who are you taking?
2: Oh, without a question, I'm going to LeBron. But then I'm thinking I have to live in Cleveland. But I, <laughs> I, I mean, but he's lived in Kentucky. So
3: right, that's right. He's lived in Kentucky. It's not much better than Cleveland. A few few less teeth in the mouth, more <laughs> shotguns and things like that. But LeBron and Calipari are actually good friends. So. I mean, they're really good friends from what I'm what I'm reading. Like, they, they're good friends. And so I'm telling you right now, 10 out of 10, I'm taking LeBron over Derrick
2: Rose. I'm going to give you a coach's perspective on sure, this. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. From a coaching standpoint, as much as I would love a player, I would not want to go to a place where a player had more power than me. And so, yes, you have your good friends now. But it's, it's kind of like the girl, she was cool until you dated her or she lived with you. Then right. all of a sudden, that right. relationship, and now your your job and your career is on the line with the player that may become temperamental.
3: But here's the thing about Calipari. He's got enough swag and influence that he can speak louder than LeBron. Like The thing about Calipari is that he can speak to the youth. That's why he recruits so well. He knows the language. He knows how to communicate. And I think that's what makes him the perfect candidate. The perfect candidate for the LeBron. But I'm saying if
2: I'm him. I'm not saying like yeah he's a great candidate. I'm not arguing that. But I'm saying for him as a coach, looking at it and saying yeah, LeBron is the best player on the planet. Mm-hmm. I look first of all. I have to move to Cleveland, and if I'm going to the NBA, I would rather go to Chicago, a large market, and I have a quarterback that I know I've I know about that devil, meaning Derrick Rose, more so than LeBron, and. You know what? If I go to the Bulls, I'm a big fish. A I think I fish. think he's a big fish anywhere he goes and
3: you got you got to think about this too. Derrick Rose has knee problems. LeBron James is a physical specimen who cannot be injured. But here's I, the
2: I, thing. I, mm-hmm. If your former Memphis and Kentucky players free agency and like in 2 years Anthony Davis and uh-huh, different people uh-huh. Uh What do they want? They want their brand to increase. They're not going to go to LeBron. They're going to go. Let's just say Derrick Rose uh, is unable to get the max. They're going to go to a Chicago market, a big market like you're Anthony Davis. You're going to leave New Orleans. You got Cap Calipari in Chicago. Come on now. Yeah, but you make that same argument. You say Calipari in Cleveland
3: with LeBron James. He's going to go and play with LeBron James.
2: But LeBron is going to be able to get the max deal, and that's the problem. It it still comes down to the money. So Jordan gave up money to get people, and I think LeBron you know, would do the LeBron, same thing. LeBron has already been the, uh, the lure of the superstars on the teams he's playing in. Right. LeBron has said, especially with this new CBA coming out, basically, I am maxing this deal, and y'all better recognize Mm-hmm. Hey, so that's why he only did a short-term deal. So when we talk about maxing
3: deals, that brings me to, you know, you talk about making money. Brings me to Floyd Money Mayweather. So I, I don't know if you had a show and you discussed this yet. Or if you haven't. Go Jay, ahead. did you did you leave? No, I'm here. Have you discussed Floyd Mayweather yet?
2: Oh no, we hadn't discussed it. Uh okay. we we were too busy with the uh Draft stuff, so okay, okay. <laughs> I, so, I thought so I was going to see you <laughs> at the fight, but I didn't see Mike Cologne, so I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, yeah. So, so the
3: deal is, man, we have to stop hating on Floyd Mayweather and recognize this dude as being the best fighter in his era, and and he can make the argument of being the greatest ever. Now, that's going to always be debatable because there's a consensus that. Muhammad Ali is the greatest ever, and everybody agrees. That's not true. There's a guy by the name of Black Jack Johnson who I would rank over Muhammad Ali any day of the week. But I think Muhammad Ali should be in the argument of always being the greatest. And the idea is, after what Floyd Mayweather has done with his career, after what he did in the Pacquiao fight, he is definitely the best of this era and definitely up for contention of the greatest era. What I saw him do in the ring. Now, I actually like boxing, so I'm not a guy who, oh, there's a fight, I'm going to watch it and complain. What I saw Floyd be able to do was absolutely Master. amazing. It was Master. amazing. And if he, he was somebody else and he did the same thing, the world would applaud and call him a magician and say he was in a ring using ninja magic he, and throwing he, down smoke, disappearing and showing back up again. What'd you say? Yeah, Go ahead, Jake.
2: He basically made Pacquiao change his entire game plan because first of all, he didn't think Floyd could throw them things. Mm-hmm. Floyd stunned him in that first round. Mm-hmm. Then Floyd masterfully changed his style because he's like, okay, you can't hit me. Right. You cannot hit me, and I am as, as fast or, or if not faster than you. And once he stuck Pacquiao with those jabs, Pacquiao was like, I could not really prepare for this. He yeah. normally, yeah. Pacquiao is the aggressor. He turns. As normally, he's the fastest fighter normally. Yep. And he's the aggressor, all that, and he was like, Oh crap, my shoulder needs surgery.
3: Yeah, he got embarrassed and it, it wasn't just a, I mean he literally got outboxed. So you can see one is a better boxer and one and one was a better fighter. It wasn't, oh well, you know, he ran this this narrative that he ran from Pacquiao is the <laughs> idea that he's supposed to stand there and let Pacquiao punch him. And the narrative comes from people who are rooting for Pacquiao. And since their guy couldn't win, their argument is, "Well, he should fight in a way that gives my guy a better chance of winning." And that who does the, that? That's the dumbest argument in the history <laughs> of the world.
2: <laughs> I, I saw your post, I, and, yeah. and people, and I agree with you. It's like the whole objective, just like with football. Well, he runs away from he he people. He just jukes. Well, yeah. he doesn't get hit. It doesn't matter. His whole objective is not to get tackled. So, and boxing. Your objective is to hit the other person and not get an hit, and yeah. not get hit.
3: And now and then I hear this argument: Oh no, that's not boxing. Sure, it is. Actually, boxing the the goal of boxing is to outpoint your opponent. That is the actual goal of boxing. Now, a side note to boxing is a KO. If you get a KO, that's amazing. That's above and beyond. That's extra. So people who don't understand boxing think that if you don't knock people out, you're a terrible boxer. So I said, okay, all right, so he's a terrible boxer. He's not that good. Do you realize he's got 28 KOs? That's 54% of the fights he's had. He's knocked out the opponent. He's still not a brawler. He's still not a good boxer. Oh, well, that was, wait a minute. He's 54% in boxing with KOs in his career out of 48 wins. Somehow he, he's no good. He he just runs, right? How did he knock out 28 people?
2: Yeah. I, with Floyd, and I'm glad for the haters because it causes them to get these big fights or get a fight like just happened. Yeah. And, yeah. and then the first time, Floyd also outclassed Pacquiao. Absolutely. I mean, and being a Christian and things like that, that we both are. Mm -hmm. I was embarrassed by Pacquiao afterwards. First of all, how did you even think you won?
3: That you won that fight. How did you think you won?
2: And then, the first thing you pull out is, oh, my shoulder hurts. My shoulder. Wait, so he goes first, I
3: won the fight. Then he goes, I lost because my shoulder hurt. You're a liar, and you're a sore loser. And I completely agree with what, uh, what Mayweather says, don't give him a rematch. He didn't even respect you after you embarrassed him.
2: Well, it and my thing is, don't go in a rematch, but you can also have that money to last the rest of your life another $200,000, which I don't think nobody's going to pay for it. But we're going go to go into break, and we'll talk in a minute. Your internet flagship
0: station for sports.
4: Voice America Sports. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. You are going global with gas.
1: Man Is that Matt the intern? That's here I Look I made this show
4: Dude you totally made it man You were doing the Big Brother tryout today Alright 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah go ahead Matt
1: Alright let's come on Let's play drug code Where'd you learn that Cheech? Drug school
4: uh, We're gonna play some porn music or not And this is the game That we play That you're gonna hear some music And it's either from a porn Or it's not Live every Saturday At 1pm Pacific time On the voiceamerica.com Variety channel Going global with gas Man How the hell did they know they like that I got gas? Man. It's time for a look at sports from behind the lens with Pete D'Alonzo. This show provides an inside focus on what goes on in the sports world that you don't hear about on most sports talk radio shows. There have been a lot of changes in the way sports on television is presented. This includes rules, looks, and attitudes. Pete Delonzo has a 30-year-plus Emmy Award winning career working behind the scenes in sports coverage. Now you can get the real story behind the lens with Pete Delonzo. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. the vicious ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think and that the coach do. made a mistake. crazy.
3: <laughs>
4: NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth.
3: We ain't playing around
4: here. Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
1: You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J D Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Oh, uh, Welcome back. Uh, over break, Tyrus was talking about the numbers a little bit with the Pacquiao fight. Uh, Tyrus, I'd like you to come in and go ahead and elaborate a little bit more about Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. So the numbers are coming in. It's still trickling in. He's not done yet. But right now, he's at $388 million just in pay-per-view. So that's on top of what he made for the fight. So when it's all said and done, he's going to have half a billion dollars. Floyd Mayweather himself in revenue. And, of course, Pacquiao gets his split in revenue. The guy's a genius. And, And the thing I'm talking about is that people have this narrative going on in their head. That if I don't like you, you're going to lose. So even with LeBron, if I don't like you, you should lose. And and what they do is they miss out on the genius of the athlete. And they don't recognize that LeBron is amazing, you know, or Floyd Mayweather is amazing. He's the best at what he does. They're too busy hating and they miss out on it. So you feel like I don't like him, therefore he's not going to be successful. The guy's successful in everything he
2: does. And, and let's be honest, if those guys. I hate to say it like a Floyd Mayweather. Uh oh. He was like in UFC, and he was a, a different hue. oh. He would be celebrated. He'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like, uh, what's the guy at UFC? The Irish guy with the mohawk that just oh, Conor McGregor. Oh uh, yeah, it's crazy.
3: It's crazy. The guy's done nothing, and it's you would think he was the president of the
2: world. He's done nothing, and, and I know we're gonna get off base a little bit. But going with that, like people didn't like Sugar Shave, uh Rashad Evans, they right. like John Bones Jones. I'm, it, it was like their hate, and up until now, recently, John Bones Jones was clean cut as you can get.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, he hate? had
3: some, he had some incidents, but nothing. I would say, oh, you should hate this guy. Oh, he's fake. He's fake. What? I don't know. I don't know what that narrative means, or he's not a true champion. How about everybody who's ever gotten into the ring with this guy has gotten destroyed, including Gustafson? So, Gustafson won two rounds. John Jones beat the crap out of him for the next three rounds, and they keep trying to give the fight to Gustafson. It's crazy, and you're right. There's one thing that all of these guys have in common. And oh, by the way, they hated Muhammad Ali, too. There's a narrative. So that afterwards, they called him the great. Until afterwards. They hated him. They hated him so much, they stripped him of the title and they put him in jail. Nobody remembers that. And so now this is what Floyd Mayweather is going through. This is what John Jones is going through. Uh, and John Jones, his his problems are his problems. Well, he created speak,
2: some. Of them. Yeah. Speaking of dealing with hate, um, now the person that is getting the team that gets hate for a well deserved reason, New England Patriots. Ooh. We gotta talk about the the airless balls. <laughs> I mean. Tom Brady, now I'm going to tell you this, having been bottom up in the NFL from the equipment to front office, there's no way, even in high school, my quarterbacks, every game, I make sure they touch the footballs to make sure they're how they want it. Like, is that, which balls do you like? You know, every coach does that because you want your quarterback to feel like he has the absolute edge. So to tell me, that Tom Brady and to defend it and Brady's one of my favorite quarterbacks. I don't like New England as a team because I do think that they cheat, but Brady is the man. To tell me that Tom Brady didn't know about those footballs is just like saying Mario Andretti didn't know about his car.
3: I, I, I would say I would say he would know more about the footballs than Andretti knew about his car. The idea that he would pretend Not to know that the equipment manager, which, I mean, like, think about this now. Now, let's just go through these steps. I'm a lowly equipment manager, but I'm going to say to myself, you know what? This will really help Tom Brady out if I let a little bit of air out of these balls. Pause. All right. That would be insane because the first thing Tom Brady would say is, what's wrong with these balls? And you say to him, what's wrong with this ball? That's (laughs) true. And you say to him, hey, Tom, I thought I'd do you a favor and let some of the air out of the ball. He would look at you and say, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Well, not so only that.
2: He's good. the equipment managers just so happen going to get the balls to the PCI that Tom Brady went on air, uh, went and S- yes. front of the to yes. fight for.
3: Yes, yes. Right. I mean, like. It doesn't make any sense. You'd, you'd be a fool. And I have a bridge to sell you if you actually believe that. But with that being said,
2: free my boy Tom Brady. Let him go. No, no, no. I, and here we're gonna we we got to talk about this a little bit more because Let's you have the here. Jonathan Vilma's of the world, and you have all these other guys that have gone through the long arms of the NFL rule. Yes, he has not put his hands on Gis- Giselle. I mean, he has in a different way, but he ain't put his hands on her. He, you know, he ain't beat his kids that we know of. He cheat. He got caught cheating, and I really who oh, Brady did. I'm talking about Tom Brady cheating with football. Oh, I am to say, wait a minute. With the game. With the, with the, yeah, I, no, 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 no. But, but my thing is, here's the thing. There's no way that that happens and Bill Belichick not know about it. Because he is the you. ultimate control I freak. I agree So with you. Tom Brady, you're going to take the hit on this because we can't afford to have Belichick take another hit. But Tom Brady, you're going to take the hit because you are complicit in this. But we do things the Patriot way. You're going to go. You're, you're a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's yep. nothing going to go. Bill's hit would be much hot, harder than yours in yep. this situation.
3: I completely agree with you. And, oh, by the way, he Tom should take the hit because Bill Belichick has been taking other hits. You know, Spygate, Bill Belichick. Took the, and and oh, we know that Tom knew because if he comes back and says, hey, this is the defense they're running, Tom's going to say, how do you know that? How do you know that's
2: what they're running? Well, I know, mean. Bill is the czar of the organization outside right. of the owner. So Tom Brady is the next level because in a That's year right. or two, Tom Brady will be disposable before Bill will. So the point being, you know, Bill's just like, hey, Tommy, Tommy, this is what's going to happen. But to preserve our legacy, this is not a big deal. Spygate is right. a big yeah. deal. Spygate's a big deal. And so I just feel like right now with the Patriots, it, with the NFL, they had to give him at least four games on initial uh, judgment. Now, I think it so should have been eight.
3: I think it should have been eight and then cut down to four. To be honest with you, yeah.
2: well, they're going to reduce it to two because then if if it back down to eight, then you're saying what he did was just as egregious as the other people like Ray Rice and things like that that got suspended for eight games. So then you start saying that. Cheating is just as egregious as domestic violence, and nobody wants to deal with the outside entities and the outside sponsors that say
3: AKA the saying cheating is
2: just as bad
3: as beating a woman. The feminazis, we don't want to deal with that. But now look, I'm going to throw something on the plate. All right, so we say to Tom Brady, who won the Super Bowl, yeah, we're going to we're going to sit you down for a couple games. We won't even mention stripping you of the Super Bowl anything like that or banning you for a whole year, which should have been on the table. But... You take the Jackie Robinson West All-Stars. Yes. They stripped (laughs) them of a championship because the parents, because of the adults, had put down false addresses. This had nothing to do with play. But they stripped them, took their champion, their world championship away because the addresses were wrong. But then Tom Brady cheats in an actual football game and only gets four games. The, the, the hypocrisy in sports is amazing. It's amazing. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. There's, no one can justify that. If the boys were in a game actually cheating, they were stealing signals, using pine tar, hey, let's go, get them out of here, right? But you go, the parents who put down the address, whatever they needed to put down, the coaches lied or whatever, and you strip the kids who played and you disband the team? Yep. And
2: That's I think- crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. To me, yeah, you deal. You deal with it. You know the situation. You know the people involved. You, you they've gotten away with so many different things, so they have to expect some consequence. Unfortunately, um, it's to the marquee player of the NFL, to the cover boy of everything else. Uh, but I think. Tom Brady, if anyone anyone's image that could weather this would be his. And on the front end, he should have just said yeah and just paid a twenty five thousand dollar fine. But in New England's arrogance, in New England's arrogance, they just like, oh no, Biggie. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady should have thug lifed
3: him and been like, Yeah, I let the air out the balls, so what? You know, Not that's what he too. should have done. Yeah. And, but but the lying is uh, you know, you can't just ignore that and go, okay, we're going to move on. Don't worry about it. It's like, God, you have to do something about this guy lying.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, the, the, the lying. Now, talk about uh, just a dismal organization in recent years uh, because of a variety of things with draft choices and things like that. Jacksonville Jaguars you go get a Fowler with the gold Gators out there and he's done for his rookie season.
3: Now, those guys are cursed, man. They got to move out of they got to get out of there.
2: They got to uh, leave. in Cleveland, yeah, Justin Blackman who's no yeah. longer, I mean, he has they don't even know if they're, he's going to ever be able to play for with them. You have yeah. Fowler. I mean, Blake Bortles is just like I wish I did do as well and got drafted further along in the draft.
3: Yeah. They have to move, man. Chicago can use a second football team. Like seriously, get out of there.
2: You go back to the Chicago Blitz? <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it it just brings in some interesting things and I, I know um you know, they haven't they they blew it with ta- not taking Tim Tebow, even though Let's just I agree. I
3: agree with you 100%. I, agree I don't know you. if
2: you've ever been to a Jacksonville game. I've been to several of them in Jacksonville. You see more Teal uh, in the stands because it's empty seats. Mm-hmm. So you had a dude that played down the road, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Getting a def- marquee defensive player, local, is not as big a deal. They tried that with Rasheem Mathis. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, at the games, his family was out there selling jewelry and it like not officially they actually that, yes they had up sands in a clubhouse selling their art and jewelry so yeah I'll, I'll, I'll respond to that when we're off air <laughs> well we're about to go off air so uh we'll be back uh welcome to the man cave
4: Is a beauty.
1: It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's a at tough the... shot. Got it. With two point eight seconds it's left. To left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here.
4: From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
5: Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144 Or send an email to jd harris at high-intensitysports.com Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Thank you, Shaquita. You know, I, I, I like my ethnic names for uh, our hosts. But uh, one of the things we're going to talk about, we're going to the session of the show that everybody kind of likes. Houston?
0: Houston, we have a problem.
2: Okay, I was like, what happened? (laughs) happened? (laughs) I thought Homer went on sabbatical. Uh, Anyway, Houston, we have a problem. One of the things I have an issue with, uh, one of the things that I experienced was when I was at the NFL draft. Man, everybody, when your son is drafted, not everybody wins. That is his money. That ain't your money. He didn't ask to be born. He didn't ask to be conceived. You his third uncle. He ain't... (laughs) He is not obligated to pay your back child support. <laughs> you know. He, he you know We all gonna eat. We all to eat. eat. We all when he still has to prove himself, lock up his first contract. If he chooses to do something, that obligation is not in him. NFL NBA family members, we have a problem. It ain't your money, it's his.
3: Listen, when my son goes to the NBA, NFL, UFC, first of all, he's obligated to get me a pink Cadillac. Not that I'll ever drive it. I just want a pink Cadillac to sit in the garage. And then I get to pick the house out of my choice because we all
2: going to eat. See, you be that one that I'll be on air. And see, Ty if you guys don't know Tyrus, I mean, Tyrus is a, a, a former Marine, thick neck uh-huh. brother. So I am going to have my gun when I talk about him. <laughs> Sitting in my waist. In fact, when I last time I saw Tyrus, I made sure I drove up with two or three guns in the trunk. Was that not? Is that not true? That's true. That's okay, true. so just so our fans know that we ain't lying. So, yeah. It. it but going into that, in this day and age, is like, you know, more emphasis with a lot of the families and parents and things like that is put into not the character of your kids, not. You know, their grades, not their long term goals, because you can only play football so long, especially a sport like football, where the injuries and things like that are heightened. And when you have 82 percent file bankruptcy after two or three years of playing and you're only the lifespan is three years at max. Come on.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got something. Houston, we got a problem jim harbaugh just got to michigan literally he's still unpacking his bags and two days ago michigan had to announce that they had four violations that's my dude (laughs) i I said this brother want to win he want to win and i'm all right with that there's a saying you ain't you ain't trying if you ain't cheating right so he's already on it and i'm just like come on man you haven't been there for two weeks Now, they're saying, oh, it's not directly related to him. Uh, I'm not going to give him a break on that. But, hey, this guy wants to win. I mean,
2: when he recruits, like, I don't... Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. I've had the opportunity to deal with Jim Harbaugh as a player, and I've actually dealt with him uh, in recent years when he was at San Fran. And one of the things with him, he is the ultimate competitor, and... So I don't know if you've seen some of his recruiting ploys, like calling the guys girlfriends and stuff like that, asking her, holding the, will you go to prom if he goes to Michigan signs and all that. You know, I give them credit with it. But, yeah, that, that that's my mans in them.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I love it, man. I love it. This is exciting sports to me. Uh, but the follow-up to that is John Jones with Houston. We got a problem. So, ugh broke my heart john jones is my favorite ufc fighter but the ufc stripped him of his championship light heavyweight belt because three weeks ago he was involved in a car accident where it was reported allegedly that he hit well we know that he hit a car and a woman was pregnant and she broke her arm and he got out of the car and ran away now that's pretty bad but here's where it gets really really bad where he ran back to the car to get his pipe of some sort and his cash and then he ran away again so now he has to deal with hit and run charges which is a felony uh is a felony in Albuquerque New Mexico and he could face up to 3 to 5 years of jail time so i you know this is heartbreaking man because here's this guy he's the greatest fighter in the UFC Nobody wants to admit that because they don't "quote unquote" like him, uh, but clearly the guy brings in the pay-per-view numbers. He brings the fights. He never has a boring fight. He doesn't hump anybody on the ground, which I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't have a problem with that style of fighting. But you know, he, he's a great fighter, great athlete, great to see, great in the sport. And now his life is uh, possibly over. And I, as I watch this thing take place, uh, you know, you go, "Oh, he'll he'll make it back." I realize he might not ever fight again, and it's a tragedy. It's
2: it's. Uh, I think he's young enough. I he's
3: twenty eight. He, he's twenty eight.
2: Yeah, he, uh, he's young enough to come back at thirty one. Think about Mike Tyson, and you know, well, if he ends up, God forbid, going to jail at Albuquerque, ain't nobody in there gonna fight him. They're gonna try it, but let me go back to the part I really want to talk about: him mm-hmm. running with a cra- with his pipe. I mean, a six foot two, six foot three six, brother. Six six six, 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 six. brother with six, a beer four,
3: six, six,
2: yeah. running <laughs> in Mexico where he is known to trade uh, yeah. with some cash. I ain't saying he got a receipt for his crack. <laughs>
3: so it was a weed pipe, I
2: guess. Um, so He must have been on the reservations. I, I, I got to tell that. He, he was on that, uh, whatchamacallit stuff, uh, Craig, <laughs> he was on a Friday we, with the lace or something. I talked, I, you know, I work, I work
3: in a domestic, uh, I work in an abuse house where people uh, struggle with dealing with drugs and alcohol abuse. And one of the things that I realized in talking to him, so I didn't know much, very much about this. It's not something I experienced, but, <clears throat> you know, clearly he has a problem. Um, he was just he just tested positive for cocaine a few months ago and uh, right uh, uh, 20 days before his fight he won the fight and then the, the news came out that he had tested positive so that in my opinion would have been a great warning for him to get his act together he didn't get his act together he then did this and the UFC had to they they had to take the belt. I, I, there was no way around that but I, I I hope that he comes back he's my favorite fighter he's my favorite athlete. Love this guy. Seen every fight. Have every fight uh, downloaded on U-Torrent. And I don't. I can't say for sure that he'll make it back. To be honest, I hope he does. But
2: you know what? I think is gonna happen. And it was interesting. I heard a commentary by uh, Rashad Evans, and mm-hmm. he was saying, you know, like always kind of forgiven between them. Yeah, they'll never have what they had before. But mm-hmm. he's hurting for them. you know. And I can see someone like that. And, and even John Bones Jones is like, I miss Rashad. I mean, Rashad, because mm-hmm. you had that brotherhood and, you know, the glamour got too bright. And that's why I tell people, I, you know, not everybody can play D1. There's yeah. a lot of people that have the ability yeah. to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with some of the clients I've had and players, you know, I want my kid to go to Michigan. Your kid goes to Michigan, that is too big for him. He right. might be better at a Akron where he has some institutional control, mm-hmm. somebody that, you know, the environment. And I say this, and this is going in our last couple minutes, I believe Jameis Winston has a lot of upside. Absolutely. I still feel the worst place for him to have gone is where he went right now. But he survived.
3: But he survived. So I see forward to it. But
2: but here's the thing. He ain't got a paycheck yet. Wait till the first year after he gets his money, and Mm. he's an an hour or so from Tallahassee, where he was clowning, he is given the keys to the franchise. So you just gave Donovan the keys to Yo Bentley, even though he's shown he isn't trustworthy with his bicycle. So I would have loved to see Jameis go to Denver to sit a year under Peyton Manning, who's going to be out. Who the general manager, is John Elway, that knows what it is to be the consummate professional, and Gary Kubiak a career backup quarterback to let him get acclimated to what, or even uh Arizona Cardinals, would have been a second best place. Actually, maybe been a best place for.
3: You might so, be right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of things. I know we're getting to the end of the show, but we're gonna continue to some of these conversations, Tyrus. I'm glad you came in. I know you. And I need some free artwork. hook a brother up. Uh, <laughs> I love your work. Uh, give them your website so they can check you out before we go. Uh, you on. can
3: check me out at tgosketchillustration.com or you can just type in tgosketch.com. You can also find me on Facebook under
2: tgosketch. All right, we're out of here. Thank you for joining us. Peace.
1: All right, we're just about out of here, but make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon.